so that's one thing I really like by traveling solo is you're finding like-minded people that have the same passion that you do. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. At this time, I'd like to welcome my guest, Carol Springer, and she describes herself as brave, independent, a yogi and driven. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Roger. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love having people I know on the show. So this should be fun. So tell our audience, what did you cross off your bucket list? I crossed off backpacking across Europe. Okay, so let's get into the the weeds of the details of this. When was it and why did you want to put that on your list and cross it off? Well, uh, it was 20 plus years ago <laughs> and I loved traveling um, and I wanted to be a flight attendant. I wanted to travel the world. I had met, I was living in Hawaii and I met people from all over the world and these Australians, they would travel for a year at a time. And I said, well, I, I need to do something like that. And so then I decided when I was living in Los Angeles, I, I need to expand my horizon. Mm-hmm. So I just sold everything and just took off for three months. So. Wow. Uh, so what drew you besides like this need to get out, what drew you to Europe specifically to do that? And some people go to Southeast Asia, some people, you know, go to South America, you chose Europe. Why Europe? Yeah. Part of it is my heritage. So I am of European descent, uh, Polish and Yugoslavian. And so part of it to see some of that. And also the Eurail, right? So mm. it was a very popular thing that people did after college um, in my like circle and network. I, I grew up in the Midwest. And so I, I never really knew much about Asia at all. And now I'm very excited to go to Thailand. But back then it was like everyone goes to Europe back, you know, backpacking after college. And I never did that. And so I'm like, okay, I, I need to do that before I settle down. Because I always thought people that just had nine to five jobs were, you know, suckers and stuff. But I knew eventually that might happen. I didn't have children. I wasn't married. So I'm like, I got to do it now. So that was really the sense of urgency. Was it a solo trip or did you have it someone? Was. It, was, it was a solo trip. To travel it solo. was a solo trip. So that was pretty brave. That's why I use that word. And now I see these Instagrams about, you know, solo female travelers and all this. And I said, oh, man, I broke that a long time ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> but so that so yes, that was a, a, a little bit of time ago. So what were the people around you saying to you once you said, Oh, I'm going to Europe to backpack by myself? What was the response from family and friends? Well, usually, most of it was like, What? What uh, no, how are you gonna do that? Like, who do you know? And I said, I'll figure it out. There's this you know, there's books back then, you know, to guide us there. Um, what was it called? Uh, okay, I'll remember. I don't know. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, go ahead and do it. I didn't really get too much pushback. Just okay. like, how are you going to take care of things? The big thing I worried about is I had some credit card debt. Do I wait to get my credit card debt paid off? And I didn't, I just figured out a way to make my payments. So I, I didn't really get too much pushback because I did have people that were very adventurous and no one wanted to go. I didn't really try too hard because I've heard it can really kill friendships. 
<laughs> I said, you know, I, I think I wouldn't mind kind of going by myself and doing it and just kind of see what I can, you know, see how far I can take this. And, you know, part of it is a sense of accomplishment knowing I can do it by myself. So. Did you have fears though? You, you're you at brave, which is great, but even brave people still <laughs> <laughs> question themselves or fear sometimes. Yeah, a, a little bit. It's like, how am I going to stay safe? So, you know, I had pepper spray and, you know, I obviously stayed away from dark places in big cities and I was always a city girl. So I wasn't really too worried. I grew up in Minneapolis and lived in Los Angeles and I've always lived in big cities. So cities never scared me at all. And I I felt I've always been pretty good with directions. So (laughs) I didn't, I didn't really worry about getting lost. Like after I was there, I was like, what am I thinking? (laughs) How do I get myself in these situations? I'm like, I'm careful with my mom is not freaking out about this, right? <laughs> so you, you dated yourself, so I'm on, or at some level, it's twenty yes. years twenty years ago. So yeah. th- this is well before the internet was on your phone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you navigate that process? Like I've I've been to Europe now with my phone, and I and I can find anything I want. I can see which restaurants around the corner. What was that? planning process, not the actual places, but surviving, going from place to place. How did that happen for you? Where did you get your information? Yes. Good question. Let's go Europe. I'm just like, I'm like, I was going to just type it out right now. What was it called? But as soon as I like started typing, I remember let's go Europe. It was a guidebook and it would tell you, okay, here's the five hostels in this town. And to get to this one, that just is a little bit nicer. You got to get off this train station. And then they would give you landmarks. Wow. Also, you got to go to the, there's this, you know, sandwich shop there and you got to walk two miles and it literally laid it out for you, which was brilliant. And I'm sure there's a, a digital version of that. Um, so that was, let's go Europe. And that would definitely be helpful. I, I think about my month long backpacking in Spain and, and have to think that book must've been pretty thick. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very thick, you know, and I didn't carry that much, you know, so like, I remember I had and I did a lot of research on what kind of backpack to get. And I got one that had like a smaller zip off backpack for day pack. And then I had my, my plane tickets strapped to my inner fanny pack, <laughs> like never left my body except to shower, but it would, I would be looking at it the whole time. And then, um, and then I had a second little like gym bag that I would carry. And I just remember it was so heavy, just trekking through the city and so like knowing what I actually needed and didn't need it, didn't need was probably, probably some of the, the trickiest part of the whole travel. Did you shed along the way? Anything um, your back? I did a little bit because I, I just, some clothes I just ended up throwing away because it's like I've worn this shirt, you know, 30 times, 50 times, you know, and like on treks and um, hikes and stuff. But I brought one pair of shoes. That's kind of interesting. I bought some um, hiking, well, um, what do you call it? combat boots from the army Ooh. reserve store. And I'm like, if the army people can wear that, they're running, <laughs> they're walking, they wear this to the office. I'm just going to buy a pair of combat boots. And that's the only shoe I wore the whole entire time. Really? <laughs> did you break them in beforehand? I mean, those, those yeah, are... I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That would be a big risk. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, today you can go out and buy a, you know, a pair of running shoes or hiking shoes and you don't even have to break them in anymore. They just get them and go. So yeah, that would have been a process. Yeah. And I went when it was a cooler time of year. So I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I need sandals or anything. 
Okay. So once you got there, where where did you land and how did you decide once you walked out of the airport, which direction to turn? Okay. Well, I did have an itinerary, somewhat of an agenda. Okay. So I decided I was, um, this was great. So my parents weren't big travelers. So, but I did get support from them. They knew someone that knew someone that lived in the UK in London. And so that was my first stop. And I highly advise going to an English speaking country as your first stop, if you're not bilingual, of course. Hmm. So, cause that kind of like helps you break it into like, okay, this is a different world here. And did I ever travel international before that? I, I don't remember. No, I think I went to Mexico mm-hmm. and, and I lived in Hawaii. It's kind of almost a foreign country, but, um, so I went to the UK first, London stayed with a family. And so they kind of got me acclimated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had the URL pass already purchased. So I, I got that through a travel agent, believe it or not. And so the What's URL, that? What's a travel agent? <laughs> well, the URL, they actually still have travel agent partners. So the URL pass is, is brilliant. And I looked it up, it still exists. And I actually yeah. did some research here. So it ranges from $276 for four days of travel in a month. That's like the smallest version up to all you can ride for three months for around a thousand dollars. And this is for the people above 27. So figure your target audience here, yeah. <laughs> bucket list people. So it's still an amazing deal. And you just kind of get in on and off the train and you can just book it and you don't have to worry about the price of the train. It's just, you know, all you can, you know, all you can eat, so to speak. Um, so I started in London and then went to Paris and then I went to Barcelona and Sevilla, Spain, and then to Italy and then to up to, or then I went to Greece and it was so cold. It was, it was not ready for, huh. <laughs> for tourists yet. Oh, wow. um, it was like March, right? So it was still pretty chilly. And then I'm like, okay, then I went back up to um, the Czech Republic, Poland. And then I went back to Greece. Did I fly out of Athens or I flew, I think I went then went back to Italy and then flew home from Italy. Okay. And I'd be so, happy to dive into any of those areas. Yeah. Well, no, I would rather you tell us what were some of the more memorable moments for you. If you look back at it, what's your favorite spot? What's your favorite story? I would have to say the Cinque Terre trek. So just like you told us about your, your trek in Spain, like, oh my gosh, I kind of did the same thing. It's there's Cinque Terre means five towns. It's on the Mediterranean coast in Northwest or the southwest part of Italy. So not to like about an hour and a half from Genoa and probably about two and a half hours west of Florence, Italy, if anyone knows okay. Italy at all. And you hike from town to town. And I've always been pretty active. So this was pretty cool. And the views you see, I'm sure most, many people have seen these pictures. You see these pictures all the time of these coastal um, Italian towns. And so you're walking to each town. And I think it took, I think it took a day maybe, or less than a day or maybe two days. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. So it was just, it was beautiful, the Mediterranean and everyone else was tourists. And so we met this. um, And so when I'm backpacking, I would meet different people along the way. So that's one thing I really liked by traveling solo is you're finding like-minded people that have the same passion that you do. So this woman, Sue, she was my friend at that time, um, my hostel friend. And so we were hiking together and we met this older couple who they were empty nesters and their 
and we saw them. We ran into them a few times, and so we right. chatted them up. And then finally, they're like, you know, we're at our holiday house in Italy here, and our children, our grown children, couldn't make it. You know, if you guys want to stay with us. <laughs> Here at the Crossing It Off Podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. Or like, hmm, should we take these out? What if they're like crazy people? (laughs) And how do we trust them? And, and I, you know, we talked about it. I said, I I think this feels right. And, you know, and so we got to stay at their vacation house and they fed us wonderfully (laughs) because we had been eating very, you know, very minimal foods, you know, a lot of bread and cheese every day, you know, so we had full on Italian meals, like for two nights in a row, we stayed with them and just like the best Italian food and just, just the most gracious hospitality. So that was definitely, I'd say one of my most memorable and a couple other like highlights was going to Pompeii Mm. also in Italy. That was just mind blowing. Um, That's where the volcano blew up with very little notice to the townspeople. And I really love Sevilla in Spain as um, the, again, traveling alone, I met a lot of local people and they took me out and went to some party with them. And it's just, people were just very, very friendly. That's very trusting. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So how does that happen? Right. How how do you just like be someplace on the other side of the planet and just start meeting local people? How's Carol do that? I mean, everyone's got their own way, I'm sure. But what was your process? Would you just like see somebody with an American logo on their shirt and be like, oh, I could probably fit in here. How did that work for you? Yeah. So I, in Sevilla, I I remember telling my friend, I said, I just kind of want to be by myself today. So one, like being solo, I think definitely helps. And then I was hanging out at this restaurant and then I was just asking them and I I'm an aspiring bilingual Spanish speaker. So I like to practice my Spanish um, whenever I can. And so I was trying to ask them questions and I said, you know, what is it like here at different times of year? You know, it's just very curious. And then they said, can you help us with our menu translation? <laughs> you know, it was getting to be their busy season. I said, well, absolutely. So I thought that was kind of fun. And so I think I came back a couple of days to the same restaurant. Mm. And so that's why I, I kind of got to know the people there. And then they're like, oh, do you want to come to this, you know, party with us? And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, and, or one of them volunteered to show me around. So I think just being open, smiling, of course, is super helpful. <laughs> you know, asking people for local advice. People love to talk about their communities and, you know, what's available. So If you could go back and take up, just take a snapshot, right? I mean, we are talking about 20 years ago, cameras weren't that great mm-hmm. <laughs> on our phones. If you could go back and take like one picture of a, of a scene that sticks out in your head, what, what do you think that would be? I would say probably, you know, hiking the Cinque Terre. And is there, is there like a specific point they're like, oh my gosh, like you yeah, would Yeah, and I probably actually have the picture. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, because like you're looking, well, like to have me in it would be nice, but um so you're looking on over to the Mediterranean and then you see all the different colored buildings and how the 
the peers come out from the different towns, you know, and then maybe some pictures of the, like being at some of the um, actual buildings, like the different colored, you always see some cool European photos of the doors, always multicolored and everything (laughs) like really buildings right next to each other. So just something like that was kind of quintessential experience. So you're done with your trip. You're, you're on the plane flying home. Emotionally, how are you feeling inside? Well, this is kind of interesting. After going from town to town to town, I started thinking, you know, they're all kind of alike. Mm. <laughs> Even though the people are different and there's, you know, little nuances, but especially in Europe, it's all about what are the cathedrals I have to see in this town. Everyone says, you got to see this <laughs> cathedral in that one. Uh, most towns, they have a metro station. There's a, you have to learn the lay of the land. Um, people generally are pretty friendly. You have to be, you know, cautious. There's going to be pickpocketers, right? Um, and there's certain museums you have to see. And then there's maybe one unique thing like Pompeii. It's very unique, right? And so I did get a little homesick at the end of the three months saying, you know, I just, I need my community. And actually from podcasting, I'm finding like I'm hearing that from people and listening to other people's podcasters and YouTubes in the travel industry. Like that's what's kind of missing. And you do get the community staying at the hostels, but then these people come and go. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is what I think is so great about Instagram. Right. I feel like I'm finding this new community of people <laughs> like minded. Right. And so that's what I felt was missing. But I just love that I did it. And I'm like, I, I wasn't like sad to go home. I, I could have stayed longer. I, I wish. And this is, oh, this is interesting. I wish I could have worked when I was there. I could not figure Mm. out how to work because I was in Greece and I'm like, it's, you know, busy seasons kicking in. Wouldn't it be great if I could, and I had a lot of restaurant business experience. Why couldn't I like work at one of these restaurants for the summer in Greece? But everyone's like, oh no, you have to have a work permit or something. So I could not figure out how to make money. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a doer. I have, I have ideas. I need to do something, you know, or if I was a writer at the time, maybe I could have wrote a book, but I just kind of felt like, okay, I'm just not going to do the exact same tour things, every city. Like I need to do something. And that's where my passion now is about slow travel. Like I want to go hang out on the Melfi coast again, Hmm. but I would get like, I don't want to just hike every day and look at stuff and eat the food. Like I just want to live there. So I want yeah. to live there for a month. So I want to live in Pompeii for a month. I'm going to give you a little suggestion and you can, you can go do some research on this if you like, but there's a website called workaway.info and you can actually find mm-hmm. jobs, quote unquote, around the world yep. where, the, where they pay you in room and board. So oh, really you're yes. volunteering for those, mm-hmm. for those people. And there's, it's all over. So I'm currently looking at it for Morocco for myself because oh, I'm nice. like you, I like slow travel. And so I would, I'd rather, you know, have somebody, you know, put me up, be someplace local where you can get, like you said, that information. And, you know, if I put in 20, 25 hours a week, helping them do whatever, that's great. And they feed me twice a week, you know, twice a day. Yes. I'm set. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and you get I'm, to really learn what it's like to be right. a local there, especially, right. oh my gosh, like living with families that yeah. So we talked about the motion of ending the trip. When you look back, is there anything that was transformational for you about that experience that changed you in the way you look at the world or yourself? Yeah, I would say that the main thing is like what I'm capable of doing, you know, kind of cliche. I, I can do it. You know, I'm like Mary Tyler Moore, right? <laughs> so uh, it's not that scary. You know, it's just like, it seems scary, the the unknown. I've always kind of liked the unknown. And 
but I think really like, what else can I do? You know, Mm -hmm. so that I think was very inspiring. And, you know, where do I want to come back to and spend some time? So I hear stories now about people going to different places and I'm not jealous, you know, a lot of times like, oh, I'm so envious. Oh, you're so lucky. (laughs) And like, been there, been there, know what that's like. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you got to do it. And I know exactly, well, not exactly where I want to go back, but I haven't done that in Asia at all. So I'm very anxious about Southeast Asia. I've been to India. That was it. Oh, wow. Um, but, but I want to go to Thailand and, you know, probably not Korea, uh, Vietnam. Sounds interesting. Cambodia, definitely Bali, the Philippines, like all that Southeast Asia. I'm very, very curious about. So that kind of leads us into the next question of what's next on your list. Do you have something, I know you have some wants, but do you have some things that you're like actually working on and making happen? Yes. Well, to spend a month working in either Barcelona or Portugal, those are my two for sure bucket areas. Um, and we did just do a podcast on Barcelona and I befriended that, you know, <laughs> that our guest. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's going to help, you know, she could totally help me get set up there to like, you know, find a place to, I mean, I have my own job. So like, I, I know I can work you know, my, my normal profession and then um, just work from anywhere. So, but just like, what is, you know, what's the best deal for like a month at a time? Where should I be? Should I be in the city, out the city? So, you know, want to take advantage of the resources that I've had and, you know, or Porto is another Porto, Portugal is another location that I think I would really enjoy. And of course, Madeira, or not Madeira, Madeira sounds cool, but um, more the the southern part of Portugal is a big digital nomad community. So I think I can find my people there. Yeah. And with your hostel experiences in the past, <laughs> lots of hostels take on people to work for a month, you know, at a time. So that, that might be an option as well. Yeah, absolutely. Carol, uh, I know where to find you online, but can you help my listeners uh, know where to find you and what you're doing there? Yes. Um, the One of the best places is the Instagram, Carol Freelance Life. And that I talk a lot about remote working. Um, I talk about my podcast and then you can link to my podcast from there. My podcast is Where Next Podcast with my friend, Kristen. It's uh, Where Next Travel with Kristen and Carol. So that's our big thing. And then... Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Carol Springer. My career is Salesforce consulting. So I love mentoring people. So people, I really want to inspire people that you can work anywhere. And like (laughs) Salesforce is a career that allows you to really work remote if you work for the right company, such as my agency. (laughs) Nice. I inspire people. I have a guy, one of my guys is in Thailand right now. And then I have someone in the Philippines, someone in Pakistan. So I have a pretty remote team that I work with. And I just love helping people figure out how to, you know, make the lifestyle that they're interested in. Well, if I can give a plug, I definitely would ask people to go and listen to Where Next uh, with, with Kristen and Carol. I was on the show as a guest and enjoy yes. myself greatly. And I will put that episode in the show notes here so that folks can Thank find you. it. And yes. yeah, go check them out. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the show's really good. And I appreciate you allowing me to be on it. Thank you. We loved having you. I loved yeah. hearing about the Santiago Camino. Well, Carol, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you giving it start your time. And I am excited to hear your stories of taking the time to work in Spain for a while. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing those from you. So. Yes. Yes. I just have to wait till one more child's off to college. And then there you go. Ready to go. 
Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. See you soon.